Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back. It's another My Mate Bought a Toaster with me, Tom Price. And my guest today is broadcaster, writer, and come on, let's be honest, Blue Peter legend for me at least. It's Yvette Fielding. Hello, Yvette Fielding. Hello, Tom. So lovely. So lovely to be chatting to you on this. Well, it's drizzling. I'm looking out my window and it's drizzling. It's very grey. It's not sunny at all, but your voice... (laughs) <laughs> it's making me happy. I'm bringing all the sunshine. Where where you do are. we find you this morning? We're recording this at, what, 11 o'clock on a random yes. Tuesday morning. Whereabouts are you in the country, please? Sunny Cheshire. This near, uh, near Sandbach, so just out of Sandbach. And I've lived here for seven, 18 years now. Oh, okay. And uh, I love, it's just such a lovely part of the world. It's fabulous. And when you love say it. Sandbach, how many people say great services? How often does that happen? Every time, everybody, everybody goes. Oh, you're you're at the Sandbach Services. Well, no, we don't live there, but yes, yeah, quite close. You haven't gone full partridge just yet. Living in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a symptom. Um yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, listen, Yvette, you have very kindly sent me a lot of information. I've got all your Amazon history here. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's it's very revealing. So if it's okay with you, we're going to just dive straight in. Okay. Of course. Uh, we're going to go back into the mists of time. We're going back to 2011 to kick things off. And oh. I don't know which one to start with. I mean, <laughs> you have got, um, we've got some new brown hairy hands, uh, sort of Halloween spooky <laughs> gloves. These are from uh, December 2011. So you've missed Halloween uh, by a while there. So presumably they're on a discount by this point. Um, and it, I mean, obviously it links in nicely with the Yvette Fielding uh, Spooky Doos brand, doesn't it? So yes, that's quite, a, yes. that feels like a neat place to start. Yes. Well, this was a Christmas present for my daughter uh-huh. who um, was into, um, is it cosplay or dressing up and yeah. doing weird? She'd just walk around. I think we bought her a pair of... Um, hooves once furry hooves right. and she loved them and i was like mary you're really weird but she used to sort of walk around when she was younger with a top hat an adam ant stripe across her face no on, across her nose a cane and a long black coat and i remember my mum mary's grandmother go i'm not walking with her i'm not walking with her oh my god watch it. but mary just loved dressing up in all sorts of outfits and costumes so we bought her the, a hairy werewolf mask and the matching gloves mm. and i think she wore them once um and she what she does is we live in a very old creepy house so it dates back the earliest foundations date back to the 1400s and so what mary does is she loves to dress up in scary stuff and hide and then jump out at me when I just come back from the most haunted investigation. And there's one on her, I think it's on her Twitter or on her Instagram, Mary Beatty. And you can actually see her. She's sort of hiding around the corner in the kitchen. And I've come in from doing a bit of gardening and she gets an air horn out and just Lovely. 
Exactly. She went through a phase of, and that's, you'll see on their air horn for mm, sale. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Get and, rid of the air she, horn. She, yeah, air horn. I think New eardrums required. Oh, she's a nightmare. Yeah, so that's why, why I bought those. Oh, my God, you live in an old house. Of course you live in an old house. See, if I was Yvette Fielding and I was going out doing Most Haunted, I would be coming home and living in a Barrett home, quite frankly. Why would you do that to yourself? Talk about Busman's <laughs> Holiday. I know. It was, it was very strange because it wasn't, we were looking for somewhere to live, but Kyle and I, that's my husband, love to live in, you know, we love characterable properties, not anything modern or anything like that. I think because we both grew up in 1970s brand new houses, you right. know, on housing estates, we sort of wanted to get away from that. Famously thing. unhaunted. Never, those, <clears throat> those ones are never haunted, are they? You never get a ghost from the 70s. Oh, you do. Oh. Oh, yes, you do. Oh. Yes. And lots of people go, oh, this house is modern, there'll be, there'll be nothing in here. Mm. And yeah, there, 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 there are. Um, I've, I've done some exorcisms where we've had to go around to the house and then modern homes. Uh, we had one of the, a very famous case of, of haunting that was in, in a 1970s council house in Leeds. Right. Um, just extraordinary, but it was the land that it was built on. And if you've ever watched Steven Spielberg's Poltergeist movie, yes. that's basically all about that. They build a brand new housing estate on top of a graveyard. Yes. And uh, that's how it all comes about. Anyway, yes. So we love old spooky houses and we were just... We'd just come out. We were just in the car on a summer's day and we thought, oh, we've never been to Sandbach near the services. <laughs> so uh, let's have a wander around. I remember we were walking around um, this beautiful little uh, sort of uh, village, a uh, market town, and it's got this cobbled square. And in the centre are these sort of Saxon crosses. And there was an estate agent opposite. And we were just looking in the window and we, th- we saw the picture of, the, of, of this house and thought, oh, that looks lovely. Let's go in. And uh, she actually had the details on her desk and she went, I wish she'd had a southern accent because I would have fitted perfectly because she went, who knew you don't want to go visit that one. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, this is me and Carl you're talking to. And we were like, why? You'll never leave. Yeah, I mean, also you're the worst person to say that to. I know. So it was like, okay, what's wrong with it? No, no, no. She didn't talk like this, but in my head she did. No, no, no. The owner is very eccentric. I don't think you'll like it much. And so we thought, right, okay, let's have a look at the pictures. And there were these uh, amazing, I mean, me and my husband are vegetarians, and these massive deer heads in the front room with a minstrel's gallery and a huge fireplace with stone lions. Oof. And I mean, it was Not so very woke, top. is it? Not very no. woke. Oh, my, exactly. <laughs> my husband, so anyway, we went to see it and the guy was just wonderful and he, he was eccentric and he showed us round this, this amazing sort of, I suppose it would have been a, a lodging uh, 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 place for <clears throat> a hunting lodge. Mm. And so anyway, we walked around and we squeezed each other's hands oh. thinking, oh, my God, we're in love with this place. So but we thought, we can't afford all the stuff that's in here. Yeah. This is crazy. It was just fitted out with all sorts of weird... The wardrobes, the beds, the, everything was so in keeping. Mm. It was like stepping back in time to the Tudor period. And we went back to the estate agent and said... Well, we can't. It's beautiful. We'd love it, but we just can't afford to to kit it out. We've come from a little semi-detached cottage in Cheagle Hume. Yeah. And um, and she said, "Oh no, no, he's throwing everything in. What? Everything you see in the house comes with the sale. You'd have to pay anything." And what was the he only, doing? Where was he going? He was. I don't know. He was. He was buying another house oh. in Cheshire and doing it up. So I think he was quite. You know, I'd love to do well that. Off. I'd love to shed all my belongings like that. Imagine, imagine the luxury of just losing everything and just. I know you don't on. have to worry about. Oh. I, think, I mean, they left everything. I'm not joking. Everything. I even found 
the ladies' uh, heated curlers under the bed. I was like, oh my God, this is uh, amazing. So, yes, so, yes, and, and then the first week, me and me and the kids, when Carl had to go off to work, we wouldn't leave each other's side. We were, it is Harry Potter's, you know, um, oh, Ron Weasley's house. Yes. It's, it's basically that. That's oh, it. That's wow. where we live. You're yeah, living so in Weasley Mansions. I'm so happy. This yeah. fits the Yvette Fielding brand very neatly. Oh, uh, yes. thank you. And, and crucially, the big question I have to ask, and, and to, to be honest, I will try and get off the topic of ghostly things, event, yes, but it's unlikely because it's my favourite topic. Of course. Um, is it haunted? Yes, it is. <sighs> Go on. When we first moved in, um, we, it, the kids, obviously, and myself were really creeped out. And you're quite right, because we were like, well, why would you buy such a haunted place? But we, we didn't know it was haunted. And that was the first thing I asked them, is it haunted? And they said no. Mm. And I was like, OK, fine, I can cope with it as long as there's no ghosts in here. How stupid was I? It was the earlier days of Most Haunted when I didn't really know that much. And, uh, yeah, so the kids and I stuck to, to each other. And then things started to happen and escalate and get worse and worse. My son saw a lady dressed in white on the staircase. A, a friend of mine came over and burst into tears. And I said, what's wrong? She said, I've just seen a lady dressed in white Victorian clothing walking up the stairs, as you do. What? I'd never seen it. Probably looking for her hair um, curlers. <laughs> do you know, I've never thought about that, but now it fits. That's what she was there for. And, uh, and then my daughter, uh, actually in the room that I'm sat in now, it was her bedroom. And she had some CDs, you know how we do, you forget to put the CDs back into the box so they're all stacked up collecting dust. Yeah. And they're on top of the telly. And one after the other, they flew off the top of the TV and, and, and was as if being thrown at her. What? So they were like frisbees coming at her. So she ran out of the room scared to death. My son, his phone went missing, couldn't find it, looked everywhere in the house. His girlfriend went up to his bedroom, opened the door and they're spinning on the wooden floor was his phone. No. She came downstairs crying, scared oh. to death. And then things started to really heat up because um, I was alone in the house. The kids were away. Carl was working. I was the last one to lock up and the first one to come down in the morning yeah. to let the dogs out. Yeah. I couldn't, and I'd heard the dogs barking in the night and sort of, I was sort of banged on the floor with my, with my foot going, shut up, <laughs> thinking nothing of it. Didn't hear anything else. Came down in the morning, tried to open the kitchen door, but I couldn't get in. And I'm pushing the door and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I was suddenly getting a bit scared, thinking maybe the dogs, one of the dogs had, I don't know, fallen ill and I, I couldn't push it open. Yeah. Anyway, eventually I push it open and two, and their heavy chairs in the kitchen were pushed up against the kitchen door. Eventually I got in. The other chairs were piled in a beautiful pyramid on top of the kitchen table. And all of William's school bag and his school uniform were scattered all over the floor. My God! Yeah, that, I, I, that was I, really freaky. What? And it was yeah. And What'd William you do? and I, well, I, I was I was shaking. I took lots of photographs of it. Yeah. And this is what annoys me. On you imagine all those years ago. We're talking what 16, 15 years ago. The mm. phones weren't as great as they are now and then when you change over phones you lose some of your data mm. so i took photographs of the phone on my phone of the carnage and yeah. um, <clears throat> but because it was only my word for it yeah. people could have said well she could have done that herself so it wasn't it was more for my record than anything else yeah <sighs> and it was and the weird thing was is that my son who was 12 11 12 at the time We'd had a big, you know, not a row, but he'd been very naughty and cheeky to his mum and mm. he'd gone to, to, to stay away somewhere with some friends for the weekend. 
And we left on a sort of, don't you talk to me. When you get back, you're going to da-da-da-da-da. Negative one vibes, of negative vibes. That's what triggers the spirits, isn't it? Well, if you're going like that. Exactly. And then we found out later on that they said, William, naughty, bad boy. They spelt this out. And they were sort of almost punishing him by throwing all his stuff around. Hang on. Wait, how, how did that, hang on. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. So how did they spell out William, naughty, bad boy? Okay, so fast forward. Yeah. So now we need to find out. And there's loads of other stuff that was happening. I mean, loads of other oh my stuff. God. My mum won't spend the night, especially in the green bedroom. Yeah. Um, she will spend, uh, if she has to, she won't do it because of loads of things that had happened that was really spooky. Very convoluted way for your other half to keep his mother-in-law away. Very clever. <laughs> Love that. If he was here now, he'd be saying, telling all sorts of witch jokes. And <laughs> he parks a broom, sick up the Classic. drive. We know she's it. Oh, lovely he stuff. He, lovely he loves stuff. her, but just take the piece. Um, so back in the Victorian times, um, there were two ladies called the Fox Sisters and they were the first people to... Um, encounter what we call this tapping knocking phenomena and you can't work out where it's coming from it's either coming from the walls if it's coming from the ceiling you can uh, from the floor you can actually feel it through mm. your feet or if you sat down through your bum as it were yeah. um and they reported this and of course the world's news went mental and everybody descended upon their home and the pressure was on for them to perform and this knocking phenomena anyway they admitted eventually, to faking 10% of it right. because they felt they had to perform. But the rest of it was was genuine and true. And in a lot of, in most real haunted cases, you get this knocking phenomena. So anyway, we six years into filming Most Haunted, we started getting this knocking phenomena. Well, we couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. And then we started using the letters and numbers, letters from the alphabet and, and numbers from 0 to 10. Mm. And I would point to a letter and I would say, can you tap out your first name? So they'd tap out, let's say it's Alan. I'd run my finger along the keyboard or across the alphabet of a Ouija board. And when I I would say, is it A, B, C? And I would get it and they would knock, you see. So then I would spell out first names, surnames. Can you tell me the date that you died? Mm. Can you tell tell me what happened to you? We've had... In all these years, the most amazing information come through. And one such case came through with a a Mr. George Riley, who was one of the last people to be hanged in Great Britain. Mm. And he tapped through that he was innocent and tapped through the name of the person that had committed the crime, who was still alive. What? So we can't use it because it's... You know, but you see, what 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 frustrates me is I'm desperate to get science to take this seriously mm. because this is an incredible phenomena. We are communicating with the other side. And for those people that say, oh, it's faked, it's someone with a broom handle knocking away, all the rest of it, we started Most Haunted Experience so that members of the public could come along with myself and the team mm. and see for themselves. And they have. And some people have come through. We had one couple, obviously I won't name their name, um, and they had lost, they'd had a big car crash and they'd lost their best friend. Right. And she came through. And they asked her questions that we had no idea what the answers were. But they asked her, what was the what was the name of the artist who was playing on the radio when the accident happened? And she tapped out Ollie Murs. 
and the, I can't remember the name of the song, but tap tap that out. Well, of course, the tears started and they asked her more personal questions yeah. that came through. And the one big thing was I didn't feel anything. I felt no pain. And they, they're tapping this out. Anyway, go back to who's haunting this. Yeah. So we find out that there is a, a master, ben, a master, what is it, um, an Elizabeth, and a master Benjamin, mm -hmm. and they spell out their surname, but it's been so bloody long, I can't remember what their surnames are. Um, but they gave us the dates that they were here and how that they how they died. Uh, the little girl drowned, and the little boy was run over God. by a stagecoach. Uh, you know, a, a, yeah. a, 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 back in the seventeen hundreds, right. and. Weirdly enough, we thought, well, we're in the middle of farmland. There's no stagecoach here. But weirdly enough, we got a, a um, oh God, a metal detector. I, 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 I can see that you got a metal detector. You bought the Garrett Ace 150 metal detector on, <laughs> on the 16th of December, 2011. See, there is a format here. Go on, go. keep going, keep going. Anyway, we found um, many coins dating back to that era. But the most fascinating one, which we, we didn't know what it was. It, it wasn't a coin. It was really weird. So we took it to a, a, an expert and they said, oh, no, this is a, a, a token. So if you wanted to get on a horse and carriage and go from A to B, this is the token that you would have used. And we discovered that the road that we're, we're on, that would have been a highway for the horse and carriage to no have been used and they would have used the token so william was was uh, run over by a, a terrible accident and that's how he died anyway they lived here in this house yeah. and they absolutely when we moved in they thought it was marvelous because we had two children mm -hmm. and we're very funny and we love dancing and we put music on loud and we all have a great laugh and they tap out please um what was it Keep dancing, we love it. Oh my god! And oh and, my and, god, and I'm getting really, shivers down my spine here. Yeah. So it's it's so and 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 if anybody new stays in the house, yeah. that's when they like to, to sort of play a little joke or a little trick. I mean, we've had plumbers and decorators and people go. I felt something tug the back of my thing, or I heard a little giggle, or oh you know, my god, clean, yeah. And the cleaner, bless her, Debs, when she sort of was upstairs on her own, she said, "Oh, the door slammed behind me and I couldn't get out." I said, "Oh, don't worry, that's just them messing around." And they look at me like, "Are you mad? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You know." Oh so, uh, yeah, so that's Elizabeth and Benjamin. So, yeah. And there's, <laughs> Can we get and them then, on the podcast? They'd be great guests. They what? would be great guests. I wonder guests, what they bought they? on ye oldie Amazon. And, uh, and then we found musket balls in the end of the house that had been shot in. And, and we discovered that, oh, God, what is his name now? I've got it all written down. Mm. Uh, Carl saw a man dressed in like a cavalier uniform pass it with a hat and a yeah, lovely bit, lovely bit of civil war. Yeah, a and he went, yeah, yeah. And he ran outside thinking, why is a guy in fancy dress walking around the garden? Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't. And we discovered that it was this gentleman who also lived here, but he was executed um, by the roundheads at the end of the house. And we've got a priest hole and all sorts oh, of I things. Oh, I love in a the priest head. hole. Oh, I love oh, a priest hole. Everybody loves a good old oh, priest they're hole. They're my, easily my favourite hole. Easily my favourite <laughs> hole. I, so, so the thing is, I've got to say, right, Yvette, I come to you as a, as a dyed in the wool, avowed. Uh, atheist i'm not a believer right in yeah. any sense and and yet as a kid i was really into ghosts and i still love all these ghosts like i've loved every second of this what do you say to someone like me i suppose it's got to be just come and do it come and experience it i suppose because i just don't 
I want like here's the it's like um uh Mulder from X Files. I want to believe. I want to believe, but I just never see any real evidence of it. That's it. But as a great George Harrison said, see you know, seeing is believing. Mm. And you, you've hit the nail on the head. I was I was very much like you before I started doing Most Haunted. I believe that when you're dead, you're dead. Mm. And that that was it really. Yeah. And and when you think about what are we here for? I mean, we all think it. Well, especially what, when you've what, just turned 41 about, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait till you get to 50 plus long. No. Um, that's something that we all think about. What the heck? You look at the moon, don't you? We all do it. You look at the moon and you think, my God, it's a real leveller. What are we all here for? What yeah. is it all about? Yeah. And it, it, it really did get to me. Um, and it actually got me quite down because I used to think, gosh, you know, I'm not going to see the, the when I die, I'm not going to see this beautiful earth anymore. And it's, you know, it's horrendous. Mm. And then I started doing this and then I started to communicate with the other side and getting the most amazing messages through. My dad died 10 years plus ago right. and I have, I'm not joking, uh, I have more of a relationship now with my dad than I did five, 10 years before he died. He will tap through amazing messages. Wow. We'll, we'll have chats with each other. He'll give me advice. It's it, it's just incredible. And so since Do Most Haunted, my whole belief has changed because I've seen ghosts, I've heard them, I've had communication with them. I know 100% for me, my own personal experience, that there is life after death and we do see our loved ones again. And you know, Tom, it's re it really turned my whole life around. I, I, I was, no longer do I get depressed or down. I just live life to the absolute full and every day is a complete blessing to me. And I don't moan or complain and go, oh my God, you know, I'm 53, I'm 54, I'm 50. I think, bloody marvellous, bring it on another year. How wonderful <laughs> is this? And that's how I think we all should be because there's more to this. We've, we've, we, we say we've been to the moon, you know, uh, and, and the jury's out on that one for me anyway, but we say we've been to the moon, but there's so much. We don't even know what's the bottom of our seas. And yet we've, we, we've hardly scratched the surface with what happens to us when we die. And I think it would make so many people so much more content and happier on this plane yeah. when they know that there's something else. But then, of course, I don't think people out there, the people in charge uh, that we never see, want us to know that. Because can you imagine mm. the absolute mayhem it would cause? Are you going? Or, are you going a little bit David Icommy here, Yvette? No, are you? no, not at all. Are the, no. you the lizards are keeping secrets from us. Oh God, no, no, <laughs> please God, no, no. I just, oh, I just believe that there's. I don't know. There's there's more to to a lot of stuff that that we're aware of, and 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 uh, it, it really does intrigue me. But that's why I want science. Mm. That's why I want science to get involved a lot more with this knocking yeah. phenomena because it it is incredible. I'm absolutely. I tell you the thing that I've taken from this. I'm really fascinated by this because I see myself there. I feel I I, I am completely uh, sewn up in my belief that there is nothing. That, that I have no belief. There is no faith. There is nothing, and it does leave you feeling down at times. It makes you live for the day. That's okay. And you know. Mm. Being aware of death is a, a good thing to make you is a very effective way of making you enjoy life. Uh, yes. But to hear that that was you 
and through a TV show, which what you designed? Was it your format or were you just asked myself to step in? Myself and my husband. Right. Yeah, and myself I, and my husband came up with the idea, yeah. And I see it here, 11th of June, 2012, Greenlit, Developing Factual Reality. So I see in the Amazon history, something's going on there. Um, and, <laughs> you know, my uh, I should tell you, my wife worked in TV development for 20 years. She's just stepped Did out she? of it. Yeah. And she always, she's always said, she's always said, the two greatest formats ever developed are The Antics Roadshow and Most Haunted. That is it. Oh, is that it. a lovely thing to well, say? It's true. It's true. It's a wonderful. Oh. It's a wonderful thing because well, they're both doing a similar thing, but they're scratching at the past and they are scratching at everything we believe in. So I'm fascinated to hear that this format comes along and swivels your brain around and puts you in this place. I just find that yeah. I find that really compelling. Well, it's it, it it's become such a passion now. Like I said, I'm, honestly, I know I sound crazy. Hopefully not David Icke crazy, but mm. I, I but when I communicate with my dad. Uh, to the point where I'll say, what film do you want to watch this Sunday, Dad? And he'll actually tap out the films that he wants to watch. Okay. And I'll download them. Okay, hang on. So if yeah. the event fielding of 2005 said... I would never have believed it. I would have absolutely wet myself laughing. Like Don't be so bloody stupid, <laughs> you stupid cow. What's going on there? Don't you mad... Put her away. She needs tablets. What's going on? Absolutely wouldn't have believed it for a sec. And I would have thought, oh, my God, she's completely lost the plot. Um, but, like, seeing is believing. And I invite everybody, yourself included, please come along with me. Mm. And I want you to experience it because... We've had so many people. I mean, we've had majors in the army. We've had police officers. We've had science, scientists that aren't into this kind of science, but, you know, scientists at universities and so on that have just been intrigued. And they've come away and they've ended up becoming most haunted um, team members f- to help, you know, with um, our experiences around the country. I'm on board. And- I'm in. I'll come. Done. So, really? hundred percent. A hundred percent of it. A hundred percent. Wonderful. Because... Um, that would be brilliant because um, you can record it for your podcast as well, if you like. Yes. Um, and that would be wonderful. And wouldn't it be fab- fabulous for you to get somebody through that you know that's passed on that can give you a personal message that only you know of know about? Don't tell me anything. Okay. Don't, nobody. Don't talk about it or anything. And then you talk to them. And it would be fantastic for you because... Seeing is believing. I would. Lo- I mean, obviously, I would love that. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but I would love that. I still, you know. No, why not? I love, a, see, I love a day you're trip. Going, but you're <laughs> you're going into it with. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, you have no, to that's open true. Your mind to it mm-hmm. and be positive. If people that go, well, I've never experienced anything. Is that because you don't want to experience anything, uh, or is it because you just think it's all a load of crap and you just. And you shut yourself down from it. But I always say to people when we go on to a Most Haunted Experience, you know, when we talk to, we do a little talk at the beginning, I'll say, listen, just whatever your belief, just go into it hoping to experience something. Yeah. Because if you are a real, well, look, this is a load of crap. Yeah. It, it, it blocks it. Blocks it. it. They need energy and they need positive energy to be able to communicate with us. Whatever your belief, okay. let's just go with that. I'll do, I'll do it. I genuinely. This isn't just a saying it when we're on the podcast thing. I will genuinely come and do it. Well, then let's let's do it. Fine. We'll talk to. We'll, talk, we'll organise it after. I'm scared now. I'm a bit scared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Complete cowards. Yeah. <laughs> your voice has gone all high pitched. Are you clutching your pearls? <laughs> I'm actually clutching my. I'm, I'm holding my hands together. Genuinely. <laughs> I love it.
listen carefully. There's two bumper episodes coming out, but that's just the order of. There's eight more, Roger. Eight of them. People might hear them, Roger. I'm going to lie low. I think you should too. <laughs> Brian and Roger are back. Two brand new episodes and a whole new series wherever you get your podcasts. And see Brian and Roger live at the London Podcast Festival and the Many A Chocolate Factory in a whole new stage show. Check websites for ticket details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We like to listen to toast And we're not the kind who would boast And even in spite of the host Meanwhile, back at the format. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, we digress. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, right, let's see what else is going on, shall we? Uh, here with you, Yvette Fielding. Uh, we've got an Indian designer, Kurta Party, um, bit of clothing here. This is a uh, 2013, April 2013. Also, an Indian traditional embroidered top, 2013 oh, yeah. as well. What's going I on? think. Oh my God! Me and my mother were in love with these wonderful things that. Um, uh, come from India that these that beautiful women wear mm. not saris but these gorgeous tops and they're long sleeved and in the summer uh, I have a thing called vitiligo so I have no pigment whatsoever in my skin or my hair I have to be very very careful in the sun right. and so does my mum so we were always after sort of thin uh, long sleeve tops that were pretty and colourful um that we could wear, yeah. that, you know, that we didn't have to sort of keep wearing T-shirts and lathering the Factor Warp Speed 90 on. That's what I do. Um, I live in lead. Uh, oh, do you? Yeah, I have to. I have to. I'm a, I'm a ginger. I've got translucent skin. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, well, the same. Exactly the same. So, so we thought, oh, do you know, what about some of these lovely tops? And so that's what they were for. So my mother and I walked around in the hot summer looking like we'd just come back from India. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And look, here's proof that you're a Northern European wanting to not live in the sun. You've bought Love in a Cold Climate, uh, oh, March 2013. Yes. Give us a sell, please. Give us a sell. Oh, just I love any sort of uh, period drama or anything about... Um, Anything to do with history, I absolutely adore. And if there's a, a new uh, period drama that comes out, then I will, I will get it, and I will, I will. Gosh, I'll just get my duvet and my <laughs> bottle of wine and really enjoy it. <clears throat> and loving a cold climate comes from a, a, a novel, and uh, it's just such a, a lovely story about this very eccentric family, 
and uh, he used to hunt his children <laughs> on horseback as if he was hunting the hounds. But he, and that's how the whole film opens up with this hunting scene. You know, I mean, I'm against hunting altogether, but mm. it's these kids running, and you think, <laughs> oh my god, what a barbaric practice! But actually, it they loved it. They thought it was the funniest thing ever. And he's so eccentric. This the the the, the father of this this family, mm. and uh, I think she's a cousin, uh, the main protagonist in in the in the whole book and film mm. and it just follows their journey through sort of growing up and getting engaged and so on yeah it's a nancy mitford book isn't it it's a mitford. yes yeah. and the mitford sisters and mm. all of that so it's a really lovely tale i really enjoy it so anything like that i absolutely love so here's the question then and obviously this i just i guess this does connect to your other stuff that you've got going on what is the what is the ultimate period of time that yvette fielding would like to disappear into i often write in my books i've written i've always put in some reference to the 1940s. Me too. Me too. Oh my god, that's mad. That's mine. That's what I was really? going to say. That was my answer. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with us? Why do we want to go and live in the Blitz? I don't know what it is. I think it's because, it, like my um, my grandma, um, who is 93, 94, wow. she grew up um, in the war, yeah. and she says she's of course it was a terrible, awful, frightening time, but she was in Yorkshire. Mm. You know, and um, she says, you know, for her, she said, it was the most exciting time in my life. Mm. She said, I loved it. She said, I was 14. Oh. She said, and 14 and 15, she said, and, you know, we were going to little dances and, <sighs> you know, and just having the most amazing time. And she said, I'd ride my, ride my bike up to the bases. Yeah. So there was the American base and then there was the RAF, she oh. said, and it was wonderful. And I always joke with her going, you were a right little tart. You, <laughs> you were a right old tart seeing those men in uniform. And she sort of like goes all blushy and all red, you know. And, and she just said, no, she said, it really was a wonderful, wonderful time. We all came together. She said that we really did, she said, and it's never been like that since, she said, and she said, and 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 it just was the best time in her life. And she, I think she met her husband um, in the RA. He was in the RAF mm. uh, later on, you know, and it, it was. And so, and, and the greatest passions, some of the greatest love stories, um, you know, people were thinking we're going to die tomorrow. So they lived, as yeah. we were talking about at the beginning, lived life to the absolute full. I love the fashions. I love yes. one of the one most wonderful film, and I have to watch it on YouTube. I, could, I tried on Amazon, is The War Bride with Anna Frail in it. Oh, and it's okay. a wonderful story um, about, which is very true. A lot of these um, GI brides, mm. you know, they'd meet um, people from uh, Canada and Australia and New Zealand and America. And these these young girls would fall in love. And these Americans, particularly Americans and Canadians, well, you know, I live on this amazing ranch and I've got, oh, acres of fields. So it's amazing. And I'll take you to Hollywood one day. So, of course, these girls were like, wow, you know, it's mm. amazing. So they'd end up getting married to them, being pregnant. Then they'd all get shipped over on these massive ships, um, you know, and they'd be arriving in New York or wherever. And there's amazing pictures of these young girls, some pregnant, some not, oh. you know, and, and they would just hadn't a clue. And some of them were met by, you know, their their lovely husbands and their families. Some of them were met just by the family. The husband wasn't there. And some of them weren't even met at all and were left high and dry with a baby in a foreign country. And anyway, the ward bride with, with Anna Frail takes this story. He's Canadian. She is met, uh, gets on this train. She's The baby's born, so, you know, she's travelling with a young toddler. 
and she's met in the middle of nowhere and this family can't stand her and they uh, treat her appallingly uh, and then eventually the husband does come back but he's shell-shocked and suffered with terrible trauma doesn't want anything to do with his wife and it's and but in the end it all comes good um but it's a fabulous story and you know sort of re reliving really what happened to a lot of these young girls so i find yeah. all that absolutely fascinating yeah and we do love it don't we in this country we're obsessed with the second world war and i know that it's been the second world war has been kind of uh, purloined by some pretty right-wing types including our current um prime minister who you know there's a, there's a lot of let's be honest there's a lot of tories who go on about the second world war and i think that the, i love the second world war not for any sort of sort of patriotic reason, but because all the rules were broken. Everything broke down. All that all that kind of fusty mm. formality and all the way things have always been done and all the traditions had to be put to one side and everything changed. And like you said, the living for the day. Everyone got on with their lives yeah. because they didn't know if that was going to be it that day. Absolutely. And that's fascinating. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a wonderful picture. I think I put it on my Instagram a long time ago. There's a wonderful picture of bombed out London. And there's a mm. massive pile of rubble. And sitting on the top of that pile of rubble is a woman where she's got a head in a scarf. She's got skirts and she's sat there and she's got in her hand a, 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 a cup and saucer and she's sipping daintily from this teacup. And it's just like, wow, you know, <laughs> look at how, what they had to go through. And then five years after the, the, the war ended, we still had food rationing. So yeah. food was so short. And so, of course... We, we're so lucky. And so, of course, when the pandemic came out, you know, I, and I was, I was, you know, obviously, as we all were, we were trapped in our homes and it was a very frightening time. And, you know, we couldn't see our loved ones. I mean, my son was separated from me. And I remember having to meet him on the driveway. Oh, and we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't hug. We couldn't do anything. How did that happen? Well, he lived in Nantwich, which is about 15 minutes from me in his right. own little cottage. Oh. And he wasn't living with us, but he'd been working as a bartender at the time, right. just before. And of course, I'm one of these, you know, um, my immune system was compromised. So we were frightened and he didn't want to give, he said, look, you know, I don't want to give you anything. I, I, I just, I don't want to risk it. And, you know, we were both in tears oh. and we sat at either end of the drive talking to each other. Um, and just crying, saying this is mm. ridiculous. And there, but he did meet his wife, now wife, on Facetime. Um, oh, really? What during well, the pandemic? Just, just before the pandemic hit, which was extraordinary. But to, uh, remind me to go into that later on because that oh. is that is a bizarre story. Um, but anyway, back to World War Two. But but it made me look at looking at those pictures of World War Two and people coming. You know, they they'd come back in the morning from say work or wherever, and they had no house. Yeah. And all their belongings had got, and that that was, and I was like, oh my god! And mm. it frustrated me when I heard people moaning and complaining that they had to stay inside. And I was thinking, we're not asking you to put a gun in your hand and go over the top in the trenches. We're asking you to stay at home, yeah. and and that really hit home with me about how amazing that generation of people were, what they went through, and yeah. how lucky we've been not to go through any of that. But those comparisons when people make those comparisons a bit it's a bit is it going to be like our version of the blitz you're like no no, no. it's and um, that was unimaginable hell what yeah, happened yeah, it's unbelievable absolutely if you like a world war 2 novel 
you mm. like it, well done. Right. Obviously, there's the Kate Atkinson, like Life After Life. Unbelievable. I don't know if you've read that. A, a really no, I good, haven't. I'm writing it down. What is it? Uh, oh, amazing. Life After Life by Kate Atkinson. It's part of, uh, she's written two books with similar characters uh, uh, across both of them. Um, Oh, what's the other one? God, I've forgotten. Life after life. life after life is the best one. Anyway, um, okay. the other one, which a lot of people don't uh, know about, a bit underrated, but a brilliant, sweeping World War Two novel. Everyone brave is forgiven. Everyone. Oh, I'm writing it. Everyone brave. Everyone brave is forgiven is. by Chris Cleave. It is magnificent. <laughs> I, you'll see it on my Amazon. Come up. There you Chris go. Cle- next time. Chris Cleave. Chris Cleave. Cleave. C L E C L E A V E C L E A V. Fantastic. I shall order those two books. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Brilliant. Good. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. The you know the recommendations go both ways on this show. <laughs> um, and maybe you can recommend to me, twenty uh, fifth of August, twenty fifteen, the Zero UV Vintage Cat Eyes Eighties Inspired Glasses. What's going on here, please? <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you just come out with it. It's so funny. So, <laughs> so my mother, when you get to a certain age, she co- <laughs> oh, we've got a lovely party, Mum, coming on. That well, will it go on after dark? <laughs> well, yes, it will. Well, I can't come then. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Well, I can't come then. It, 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 I can't drive in the dark. And so I opted for these glasses for my mum. And um, she tried them a couple of times. She went, well, yeah, they do work, but she still will not drive after dark. Anyway, I since have bought some for myself and Carl because I don't know if it's, if it's just us, but don't you think the headlights on cars have got <gasps> so bright now that they're actually blinding? And so I got, and I actually use them um, because I just, this, and it's not my age. It's, I want to say to car manufacturers, can you stop making them so bright? I, listen, I am standing up applauding you in silence. <laughs> Because this has bothered me for years. It's the, is it the halogen lights yes. or whatever it is? Yeah. And the problem is it's a um, it's a clever upsell because I used to get furious about it when my car was older and it didn't have those lights because it made it worse. Now my car has got those lights. It doesn't really bother me because I'm bouncing off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you've got a car with the bright lights, they sort of meet and there's a kind of mutually assured destruction. But I used to... <laughs> I I used to drive loads when I was doing stand up when I was on the circuit for the best part of fifteen years. You were stand up comic. Oh yeah, oh, for years wow. and years. And late at night, driving back from gigs, and and these cars would come around the corner, and you'd be like, "Put your lights down, mate!" And I'd be flashing away. And then, they'd, in order to reply, reply to my flashing, maybe they thought there was some sort of dogging situation going on. I'm flashing <laughs> away, and and they would then uh, put the lights on full beam as if to say, "No, no, no, I'm not a full beam, mate." But since you ask. This is full beam. I don't normally do requests, but here you go. And then full beam comes on and they're basically, I'm getting laser eye surgery essentially from those full beams. They're unbelievable. Your face is actually melting and being burned, (laughs) isn't it? with my skin I've got a lovely tan thanks very much indeed <laughs> this is absolutely true <laughs> it feels like a real partridge complaint reduce the brightness <laughs> that's a really good impression of modern cars it's not acceptable people will die just saying <laughs> that's brilliant but it's true isn't it and they're so bright and they don't well, need to be they don't need to but can I recommend these glasses I mean you look a prat in them but who gives a shit and well, let me do exactly they do work because what they do is they turn the bright lights into yellow Yes, they are really good. And I do use them a lot. And I have a classic 1969 Mini. So, of course, I don't have the halogen lights. You've got Uh, candles in front of that bad boy. Exactly. But I I am quite impressed because they are very bright. And people flash me going, "Uh, turn your... And and I do exactly that. I do my little switch and I go, 
here are my main lights, but they're not halogen. Yeah. They're just really bright. But yeah. I wear them. I mean, Carl and my daughter Mary just wet themselves laughing when I when I put them on. They're like, "You look so <laughs> stupid." I'm like, "I don't care. I don't. I want to. I want to see the road." Uh, too right. Too right. I agree completely. Looking stupid is the one of the great joys of being a parent. Anyway, I love that. I love that. I, of course, I will look stupid. It's my. It's my. It's my right. To <laughs> it's look being stupid. a mother. That's but me. It's, it's really, really interesting though. So, so these glasses they take the glare out because the, yeah. Also, I had laser eye surgery years ago, and I do think that apparently uh, that. Can and you can have a over the years you can have a kind of um the glare around the lights gets worse you know what i mean oh, does it yeah and well, I well i'm not it. having that done then no. i i once sat in on laser eye surgery so i used to do a program called city hospital and it was on bbc one it was right. a live show and we were based at southampton hospital and yeah. we'd get to sit in at all these operations so did, i did you smell the eyes burning <laughs> when the la- when the lasers burn your eyes you can smell your eyeballs burning <laughs> true story <laughs> You're basically inhaling your own eyeballs. I didn't think I'd hear that this morning. <laughs> I know how I feel listening to your bloody spooky days oh, for the first half an hour so of this. Funny. Uh, did you smell my? Did you smell the eyeballs burning? I can't even say it. But this is the best bit. He did it with his feet. Excuse me. Yeah, he did. He had these. He had no nothing on his feet, right? I mean, he didn't stick his toes in your eyeballs. But what made me laugh? I was sat there watching it. He has these pedals underneath oh. the bed that you lie on, and he uses the the apparatus that sort of drops down above you to go into mm-hmm. your eye. And he and he looks, at, but he's using his feet to use the laser. It was extraordinary. What? Yeah. And was this what? was this to fix people's short sightedness, or was it to fix cataracts and things? I like think that? it was cataracts. Yeah. But you know when they do the cataracts, they're like, you know, I can fix your prescription as well while I'm here. That you get a sort of two for one deal. Wow, how amazing! Yeah. I'd be too frightened. I don't like anything going in my eye. I freak out when when well when a fly goes in it or a Sorry. hair. Too frightening. Coming from the woman who regularly chats with her late father about what <laughs> film he wants to watch. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I well, I don't watch anything spooky, you know, now since doing Most Haunted. I used to years ago before I did Most I can't watch any paranormal shows. No. I can't wa- I can't read about it. I can't I gave myself nightmares writing my book. I, I, I really find anything like that really really frightening because it messes mm. with my head. Yes. And I'm doing an investigation. And you take it home to your safe space, yes. which also happens to be riddled with spookies. Exactly. Ooh, I don't want to hear no more crying Just come on, let me know what you've been buying Look at this, the classic black men's masquerade mask Gone a bit <laughs> eyes wide shut here uh, Genuine black Coachella lace uh, The authentic Anna Silver grey goddess mask as well We've got some eye masks going on here It's all gone a bit uh, court of Louis Sixteenth here I thought you might go, oh it's all gone 50 shades of grey Yeah, I was, I was leaning into yeah, that I, I was thought, leaning into that no, <laughs> Do you know what it was? It was a, a New Year's Eve masquerade ball oh. A masked ball so, um, and I've got pictures for proof in case anybody thinks I was up to no good. No one needs the, to see those pictures. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, not a Fifty Shades. You must be joking. We don't do anything like that anymore. We hold hands whilst watching Dad's Army. That's about as sexy as it gets. <laughs> My God, 20-odd years married. No, filthy, savage amusement. That's all that is. Um, so, yeah, so it was for a New Year's Eve ball and uh, we had a great time where the whole family went. and uh, oh. And it was great because I was able to wear the mask 
mask and no one would recognise me. Yes, that's so the I, idea. Yes, yes, and it was fabulous. So I could get a little bit tipsy, have a bit of, make a bit of an arse of myself mm. um, and dance on the dance floor like a, a flailing chicken and no one would say, that's that ghost woman. I always wonder about that when you're, when you're famous, properly famous like you are and you go out and do things. How conscious are you that, oh God, if I get shit-faced here, people are going to be selling stories about me? Like, or like a big showbiz party, you know what I mean? Everyone gets pissed and you just think, it's too risky, it's too dangerous. Well, no, because I don't do showbiz parties. B, mm. uh, I don't think that many people would be that interested, to be honest with you. Oh, and, they always will. They well, always will. They, I suppose, but I, um, I don't like the feeling of being drunk. Or I'd, so I do. I love wine. I love red wine, and I love a gin and tonic. And but I, as soon as I get a little bit happy, I know when to stop. So I won't. But I do honestly recommend a small glass of red wine every day. Yes. It's health benefits, you know. I asked the doctor and she agreed. So it's it's been ticked by the doctor. Uh, okay. Was this a living doctor or one knocking through the it floorboards? Was a, it, was a living, it was a living doctor. Okay, um, fine. Yeah. And I have one cigarette once a week, oh. maybe on a Saturday, um, oh. and thoroughly enjoy myself with a glass of wine. I, I, so I gave up smoking twenty years ago. So We've got too, far too much in common. I, know. I don't. I don't. I don't drink. I, I'm not a big drinker. My mother was an alcoholic. I don't like drinking. Every now and again, I get a bit tipsy, but I'm not a big drinker. Yeah, you like me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so like the odd drink is fine, but my vice is every now and again I'll have a cigarette, and I've got this ability, and I'm very lucky. I recognise this. And a lot of my friends who are going up smoking can't have one because they're back in. They're like, yeah. the next day they're buying 20 more yeah. relax. I can have one and walk away and not have another one for like a year. Same as me. It's a superpower. Isn't it amazing? How cool is that? And people get so jealous. And my husband's like, I can't, I, I don't know how you do that. Because he's like, I think we don't have the addictive gene. There's something in the brain, isn't there, where you yes, can... I wonder. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. So I really enjoy Saturday night, get my Beatles on. <laughs> and I'm bopping around. Yes. Yeah, I'm bopping around in that kitchen and yes. I love it. There's a, there's a bit on Instagram, you can see it quite recently, and yeah. it was my birthday, and I've got this ridiculous Beatles wig on that looks like an old lady's hat. And my mother's dancing in the background. We're a bit tipsy, and I'm dancing to um, 1962, The Beatles in Hamburg. And there's this wonderful song, and it's um, John. You can hear John Lennon's wonderful voice in it, mm. and it's called. It's a co- it's a cover version of um, uh, Chuck Berry's "I'm Talking About You." Oh, why they never released that song? I will never, never know. So it's a really, but anyway. I'm dancing away, or more sort of bobbing up and down, really, to it. Thoroughly enjoying myself. My mother is out on the patio having a a bit of a boogie. But we do do like our kitchen dancers. Oh, we love a kitchen disco. Yeah. That's so perfect. Hang on, what's that Beatles song called? Give us that again so people can go and find it. So it's... it's, It's a cover. It's a cover. I'm talking Mm. about you. But it's only... The the one that I love is only on YouTube. YouTube, type in mm-hmm. um, the Beatles Hamburg, I'm talking about you, talking and it will come about up. You. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, Wonderful. everyone, good. Lots of recommendations on the show today. Yeah. So, look, loads of other things about We're starting to run out of time. Oh, as well. that's such come a shame. On. What a lovely, lovely chat we've had. Um, look, maybe we should end on this cowbell with handle, a two pack of cowbells. You've got <laughs> and then some other bells. This is August 2019. What, what on earth's happening here, please? Well, okay, so I do another podcast called Yvette and Glenn's Anytime Podcast, and mm-hmm. we do live shows. So, we we do them. In fact, we've got one coming up on the 9th of December and um, we're doing a 60s themed night and we um, do the live radio show on a stage in the 
uh, where they film Phoenix Nights. Yes. And, oh, uh, yeah, brilliant. and then we do a disco afterwards. And uh, we've done, I think, three or four, and they sell out, and we have a great night, and we get to meet loads of fans, and it's about 100 and something people turn up. And it's just, it's it's going to be great fun. Um, so we're looking forward to that. So it's a, a sort of Christmas party. And the reason why I, I, there's various little bits and pieces like that, uh, horns and cowbells, is because I write a... Um, a radio play, and it's called Miss Tarpley and Dr. Driscoll, and they're detectives where, um, and it's basically Margaret Rutherford. It's my character, you see, and she talks <laughs> like this. And then there's Dr. Driscoll, who is a sort of mad scientist who talks very much like that, and he uh, has a speech impediment. And we solve murder mysteries, and we invite the audience to sort of have various props and sound effects and oh we you have foley it with the audience yeah. oh, i love it yeah oh. so we have a we have a great time and and uh, so that's what that's for that is so good everything comes down to this event throughout this uh throughout this purchase history everything comes down to you saying oh we just have a great time we bought the most scary house ever we have a great time we find out horrific stories about dead children from the past oh we have a great time though we have a great time <laughs> I love that. I guess that's the bounciness. That's the enthusiasm and bounciness that first got you the Blue Peter gig in the first place, right? All those years ago, because that's oh, what they're after. Oh, my gosh. I know. My, the, uh, you've heard of the Blue Peter audition, haven't you? No, go on. So it's a very famous audition. So you have to, well, you used to. I don't know what you do anymore. But in my day, it was you would have to uh, do a little make. Um, you'd have to talk about some stamps You'd have to then uh, talk about a remote control car, which was big in the day. It was the new toy. And you'd have to uh, sort of get it running around the studio. Um, And then you'd have to do the end bit was you joining a gymnast on a big, massive trampoline and learning how to do a forward and backward somersault. So not your usual audition. So that's what you had to do. And um, so I turned up and, of course, I had my Kevin Keegan perm and my mother decided to dress me in Valerie, what she thought Valerie Singleton would wear. So I was wearing my mother's clothes and I had a long A-line woolen skirt down to sort of my calves and I had a pair of my mother's uh, leather boots on and I had a cowl neck woolen sweater everything wow. I was so hot I can't tell you please don't tell me you were doing forward rolls in the wait, skirt with the boots then, oh, wait no. wait oh, and no. then Biddy Baxter, <laughs> the, yes. The, the 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 yes she came and said now darling have you got your uh, uh leotard I said leotard no no I haven't got my leotard I haven't I haven't at all and the only thing I had on was a pair of nylon tights underneath that you could see through. And I thought, well, I'm not getting on a bloody trampoline like that. So my friend who I'd gone with, Kaz, she was outrageous. And she would wear a pair of thick tights, different coloured. They had, um, they were orange underneath a pair of shorts. So you'd mm. see these thick. Well, she said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take off my tights and you can wear the orange tights under your skirt. But they weren't normal tights. They had a great big sort of you seem across the arse. Anyway, so Biddy said, well, what you have to do, darling, is on camera set, and now it's time to join the gymnast on the trampoline. You've got to unbutton your skirt, drop your skirt, take your boots off, and you've got to get up onto the trampoline and begin the process. So I undressed on camera in the studio, dropping my skirt. Problematic. With with the most disgusting, 
orange thick woolen tights on with a huge gusset and I could not for the love of God get up on this bloody trampoline my arse was there one leg up one leg down with this massive sewed in gusset oh my God it was the most embarrassing I actually didn't get it I didn't get the job the first time Karen oh. Keating got it yes, who was just stunning beautiful sexy gorgeous Karen she got it well I'm not surprised compared to what I gave them anyway so i got it the second time second and uh, time lucky second time oh, lucky i turned right. up all demure this time in a tracksuit and got the job <laughs> I love yeah that. i thanks, know thanks mum for still, those clothes still had the terrible perm but hey there you go are you still in touch with your blue peter people i am i am still oh, in good. touch with mark curry oh i love him and we went to a 60s uh, he said come dress up a 60 60s when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody went, of course. And again, you can see on my Instagram, it's very funny. My poor mm. husband, who's an Elvis fan and not a Beatles fan at all, oh I made well, that's a divorce both, right there, yeah, I made us both dress up in the in the mop top Beatles outfits, <sighs> and we got tri- changed in a car park in a pub nearby <laughs> to the venue. And he deliberately drove really slowly through the streets, and people were staring at us because we looked like a right pair of prize idiots anyway we won a prize for the best dressed so i think i might do my podcast on the 9th of december dressed as john amazing uh, yes. you'll win more prizes then more prizes forthcoming um uh, listen yvette fielding a prize for uh, the best the best ghost stories it's got to be said <laughs> goes to you today um, thank you so much uh, for coming on my mate bottle toast now listen there are lots of questions we have to do this very quickly at the end first of all the instagram what's the instagram handle we all need to watch the videos of you uh, dressed as john lennon or whatever it was thank you i think it's at real y fielding and you'll see the blue tick so you'll know it's me look for the blue tick okay good and you got a book out at the moment as well yes i have it's the first book in the series of the ghost hunter chronicles it's called the house in the woods where three 13 year olds decide as you do in their wisdom to take a ouija board on halloween night venture off into epping forest to an old gamekeeper's cottage that's abandoned and falling down they do a ouija board and they contact something not very pleasant and it follows them home Oh, my, no. my son! I think my son might like that. What's it called again? It's called the House in the Woods. The House in the Woods. Okay. <laughs> Clutching my pearls again. Um, and if <laughs> listen, I'll see you. Well, I'll see. I guess I'll see you on the other side, sort of. I'll see you when. Let's let's do this. Let's make this let's, haunted thing happen. Let's do it. Oh my okay. gosh! I can't wait. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Lots of love. Take Thanks care. Bye. 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 I mean, what more could you possibly want from your podcasting listening experience? You've got Beatles recommendations. You've got ghost stories. You've got a ruddy good rant about lights on cars. I'm so on board with her about that. It's bothered me for years. That's the first time I've spoken about it. Oh, it's therapy. Listen, thank you very much for, well, listening. And uh, I'll be back next week with more My Mate Bought a Toaster. Don't forget to follow us on all the bits and bobs at ToasterPod on Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. Tell your friends. You know, if you tell one friend, 
uh, that this podcast is good and then they listen then they tell a friend I might have like 10 listeners by the end of next week can you imagine can you imagine no pressure right see you soon bye I want you for the rest of my day. I want you to say well.